that's when it came out of a clear blue sky. Oh, the dear good Lord's own sweet breath and his voice like an electric shock. I Welcome to Good Luck America, a politics and news podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Chet Wild. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Good Luck America, a news and politics podcast, a podcast about news and politics, politics and it's news. It's about politics and news, news Chet. Come or, on. And or politics and or how... I just watched Brockmire season two and paid for it on Amazon. Also paid for Imposter season two. Both great shows. We'll talk about those on another pod. See, here you don't have cable? No, but I have all the streaming services. Here, here's the thing. We don't do least anticipated anymore, and I watch more television than ever. Well, you should add like PlayStation View as a streaming service, because then you can just DVR shows like Imposters, and then all the episodes just show up as like back catalog things that you can go watch. I should do a lot of common... Logical things, and we know that's not going to happen. That's a good point. How have you been, Chet? I'm okay. Oh, yeah? Just adulting my way through Don't life. say adulting. Faking it till I make it. Yeah. That's a fine thing The to mustard's say. off the hot dog. <laughs> 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 I sent you a screenshot of an article. It reminded me uh, out of the skillet and into the frying pan or whatever. Like The mustard is off the hot dog. How would the mustard get off a hot dog? The, the picture, Especially completely off. The picture was of a couple of Lakers with whatever trade dealer draft, and it's like, the mustard's off the hot dog for the <laughs> Lakers. I didn't read the article, which I know we I had a thing about, you should read the article, but... I don't need to read that article. I know we, exactly what's happening from that headline. The I mustard start, is off the hot I dog. I want to start saying the mustard's off the hot dog, and then do the... The, the, the James Field Earl Jones Dreams. thing from yeah. Field of Dreams. I like all of that. All right. How are you? I'm really good. Me and Danger Van Gorder went to see a band called La Luce. Oh, yeah. You invited me to that. Yeah. And it's a good thing. I invited you and I invited Vanessa Gritton. And it's a good thing neither of you came because it turned out tickets were sold out. So you wouldn't have been able to get the fuck in anyway. Well, I don't want to see Danger until my big audition next week. Right? Yeah, that's right. Guess who got invited? To join countless thousands. Well, to audition. To audition. We'll see. We'll see. It's got to be a mutual fit, but... I suggested a drum machine. <laughs> but and then Danger go... said, I know a drum machine. <laughs> Chet Wild. Exactly. Man, thank Well, good luck with that. I hope it works out. It would be neat. It would be cool, right? Yeah. And then I, what will happen is on all the uh, countless, sh- uh, countless thousand shows where they have stand-ups and I'm not booked, I'll just refuse to drum unless they let me do stand-up. That makes on. perfect sense, yeah. yeah. I, hope, uh, I hope Danger likes learning Phil Collins songs because that's what we're doing. Works for me. I'd be I'd be into checking. That I have out. tickets to see Phil Collins at the Forum this fall. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Who's going with you? Uh, my friend Andrew, who bought the tickets. Oh, nice. If you want to go, and tickets are still available, see if we can dump them in. I assume just one of those things we're going to sell it immediately. So I had him take care. Yeah. of Yeah, I would maybe go see Phil Collins. It would depend on what I could get resell tickets for. And there's also um, Rod Stewart and Cindy Lauper at the Bowl this week, and I'm thinking of maybe going. Who's opening? Cindy Lauper. I would assume... Because, see, I would go see Cindy Lauper and then get the fuck out of there. Because yeah. I don't care about Rod Stewart in the slightest, but Cindy Lauper is a national treasure. And I would like to see her in concert, but I don't think I would want to pay Rod Stewart money to see Cindy Lauper in concert. I would rather pay Cindy Lauper money. 
I mean, the nosebleed tickets, I think, are 12 bucks. Oh, that's Cindy Lauper money. <laughs> but I also saw the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs in LCD sound system in kind of the nosebleeds at the Hollywood Bowl and had the worst time. Like the show, the concert was great, but just that venue. If you're that blows. far up, is it that bad? It wasn't that bad. It's just I don't like the venue at all. I don't think my seat location The bowl? For a concert that sells out, it's a nightmare. You can't go to the fucking concession stand. Oh, I see what you're saying. And when it's a leased event, you can't bring shit in like with when they have the fucking planets there or whatever. But yeah, anyway. Anyways, this is a news and politics podcast. Yeah, exactly. Us here talking about our freedom and privilege. Just being able to go things and live a life. I know. We take it for granted, I think. Did you watch that video I sent you about the uh, border wall? No. Okay. What was it? It was like an eight-minute, was it Vox? It was one of those websites. They sent like a helicopter across the entire border and just documented what the train's actually like. Oh, yeah. Anyways, we're, that kind of ties into what we're talking about today. Adam, what are we talking about today for those that didn't stop listening already? Well, we're talking about immigration, and we're talking about specifically people detained in immigration detention centers. or people Not being held. kids. Not kids. This is sort of like normally I feel like the tone of this podcast is, hey, why are you all worried about this when you should be worried about this? But not this week, because right now everyone is really up in arms about the conditions kids who are crossing the border and put into detention centers are facing and them being separated from their families. Rightfully so. And absolutely. As you should be up in arms. And people are also up in arms about the parents, too. Like, fucked up on all counts. It it is 100% a thing we should be up in arms about. But another thing we should be up in arms about, I would like to, instead of asking people to shift their focus, just throw this on the pile with all the other things. This is a layer of the onion. Yeah. It's the same immigration onion. We're talking... When we say up in arms, by the way, we mean the outrage kind, not the hell dictator Trump kind. Right, right. Both arms, not just one arm. Did you see his tweet today? No, what was it? um, It's worth bringing up, honest to God. Okay. But I should... While I'm bringing it up, I will mention that what we're talking about today is what happens to adults when they enter the immigration detention system. Because adults are people too, Adam. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not, and I'm not trying to, like, take any fucking shine away from the story about what's happening with kids. That's obviously something we should be worried about also. But this is a thing that, you know, it's just another another horrifying story about immigration. And it's one that's getting a little bit less attention. I would say a lot less attention. Yeah, especially considering when this story first broke, which was in April. And it has not been brought up much since. But, okay, I'm getting distracted. What am I looking for on fuckface's Twitter here? Uh, the second one down. We cannot allow all of these people to invade our country. When somebody comes in, we must immediately, with no judges or court cases, bring them back from where they came. Our system is a mockery to get immigration policy and law and order. Most children come without parents. Yeah. blah 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 Yeah, we don't need judges. We don't need courts. We don't... Yeah, that's. We don't need a system. We just need one person to what he says goes. That's not a dictatorship at all. No, no, not at all. It's just being efficient. Just an efficient system. It's, it's almost like putting people in trains and sending them to a camp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to get into the Nazi shit and all okay. that either. 
Uh, everyone everyone knows that if you don't know those fucking comp- comparisons are valid by now, you Fuck should you. stop talking about politics altogether. Like, it's not a question anymore as to whether we've moved into doing some Nazi shit as a country. We're doing some Nazi we shit. Have. And, and it's a thing I tweeted about this weekend, and someone replied with all of this same shit. We can't afford to let these people in, blah, blah, blah. And really was hitting on Guatemalans as the ones we need to focus on. And I pointed out to him, you know, of the 10 nations that send us the most illegal immigrants, five are Asian nations. India sends just slightly fewer than Guatemala. There's something like 100,000 Canadians living in the country illegally. But for some reason, we're really focused on just Central Americans. If you don't think there's something off about that, you're probably a fucking racist. And it's great if you want to justify it as, no, this is law and order, and it's just immigration policy, and we've been doing it for decades. It doesn't fucking matter. It's ramping up to a point where it's turned into some Nazi shit. And if you don't want to acknowledge it, fuck you. You're part of them. You are one of them. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy being on the wrong side of history. I can't argue with you anymore. That's. I think that's a healthy... It's an unfortunate, but for your own sanity, a healthy approach. Yeah, I mean, I think, but I think the two sides are clearly defined now, and occasionally some people fall onto one side or the other. But I, I think everyone knows where they stand now, and we all know who we are, and we all know what we're doing and what we're trying to accomplish in this fucking country. The number we're of people hiding behind it. The number of people on Trump's side that are crying from the mountaintops that. Well, the liberals and the Democrats care more about immigrants than they do laws and entering this country legally. I don't think that's the case. I, I, th- I think most people, well, I won't even speak for anyone else. I'll speak for myself as somebody that lies on that side of the political spectrum. I'd like to see laws. I'd like to see legal immigration policy. But if somebody enters here illegally, I don't think that means you should rip their kids from their from their parents and right. fucking throw them in detention centers. This administration has a very skewed idea of what common sense immigration policy looks like. It certainly doesn't look like what we're talking about today, which is detaining thousands of people in private prisons under deplorable conditions, forcing them to work for little to no money while a private corporation makes windfall profits off that shit while also depriving the local community of jobs that they could be working for fair wages. And part of the way those, and we'll get into this, those corporations are making windfall profits is they're paying people pennies, essentially, yeah. for labor, and then people have to take that money to get basic services. Right. But one quick digression. I just want to cover the Sarah Sanders thing real quick. She got asked to leave by that restaurant. Yeah. She left without problem. And people are a lot of people are attacking that restaurant owner. And that restaurant owner said they just felt like they had to take a stand. They had to do what they felt was morally right. The same people on Trump's side that are, this is bullshit, like, what the fuck, are the same ones that are like, yeah, the court said that you don't have to make a gay person a cake. So, which is it? Just be consistent in your in your values. Like, you, either you have the right to turn away somebody based on your beliefs about their politics or sexual orientation or whatever, or, or serve everybody. But... <sighs> Eh, just edit that out. We don't even want no, to. No, no, I get it. But see, by saying, well, just be consistent. They're not going to be. And it's no, like we don't need them to be. Like, it, it's 
that that does feel like a bit of a distraction. I think it's great that they kicked Sarah Sanders out of that fucking restaurant. And I do agree with the sentiment that, hey, don't celebrate gay people being banned from fucking bakeries and then turn around and whine that you're getting kicked out of a restaurant. But at the same time, couldn't... Here's how that's a distraction. Republicans could just flip that argument and say the same thing. They could say, oh, well, you were all up in arms when this person didn't want to make a cake for a gay couple, but now you're celebrating the fact that Sarah Sanders got kicked out. And they could just ask us to be consistent. And neither side is ever going to be consistent. Valid point. So we should just embrace our fucking inconsistencies and power through this nightmare of an administration. One add on to that. Uh, I know this is a distraction, but the difference there being is the gay people turned away at the cake place, couldn't go onto their social government owned social media and then bash a private citizen's business, you know? Which I believe is against the ethics uh, set for. I don't know what you Sanders. mean by government owned social media. Uh, Sarah Sanders used her government Twitter, not like her personal Twitter, oh. to go out and blast a private civilian. You know what? How about no more government Twitters? That's, that's not that's a, a bad... re- That's a reform I would like. No official government social media accounts. Interesting. I would be all for that. But uh, let's. Let's get back on track. What we're talking about today, there was a class action lawsuit filed back in April against a private prison operator called Core Civic. And I should also point out uh, Chris Black from Portugal the Man. Shout out Chris Black. Uh, My mac and cheese buddy. Is kind of who inspired me to look into this because he texted me about... He's in Portugal the Man? He's their hype man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he texted me and asked how much of what's happening right now is just a payoff to private prisons. And I was like, oh, good question. So I decided to look into it. So shout out to Chris Black. This episode's for you, baby. We're going to call this the Chris Black episode. (laughs) Just for you. So one thing, one really big thing I found when I looked into that There was a class action lawsuit filed back in April against private prison operator Core Civic. Any company that's named something that sounds good is always evil. Oh, yeah, for sure. Core Civic. That just, like, we're good. No. Yeah, yeah. And just to give you a a quick overview of what this lawsuit claims and what is clearly happening, the lawsuit accuses Core Civic of running, quote, a deprivation scheme intended to force detained immigrants to work for nearly free. And when we say nearly free, we mean nearly free. I think the pay scale is something like... One to four dollars a day. One to four dollars a day. Up to eight dollars if you're working overtime, like 12 hours. Yeah, if you work a 12-hour shift, you get eight dollars a day. And oftentimes they work seven days a week. And this is, it's called the Voluntary Work Program, which sounds great. Like, it sounds like, you know, hey, they, they don't have to do this. They're just, you know, asked to. And if they do, they make fucking shitty wages, but at least uh, it's voluntary. But it's not voluntary. Well, one of my favorite things about this podcast now is I get to read a lot of articles, and then I like to retitle those articles. So the Think Progress article I read was, uh, the title was, New Lawsuit Finds Detained Immigrants Are Forced to Work for a Dollar a Day. New title. 
Slavery now comes with benefits. Hashtag America. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good alternate title. Finally, for it. slave owners are sharing some of those one point eight billion dollar profits. Yeah, yeah. Finally, and they're allowed. They're able to do this because ICE has a set of guidelines for how detainees should be treated, and it mandates that if detainees are made to work, they be paid at least one dollar a day. So. They're actually going a little above what our government recommends in terms of paying detainees who voluntarily agree to work in the detention centers they're being held in. And you couldn't hear it on the podcast, but I did put air quotes around voluntary because we will talk about how absolutely involuntary this shit is. You know is. the saying, a dollar a day keeps the chicken coops away. What? That'll what? make sense oh, in a little bit. yeah. That'll make sense near the end of the episode. So basically what this lawsuit claims is that core civic deprives detained immigrants of basic necessities like food, toothpaste, toilet paper, and soap, and contact with loved ones so that they have to work in order to purchase those items and costly phone cards at core civics commissary. Yeah. And I feel like there are people already out there who are listening to this and going, big deal. That's how prisons work. These this people aren't in fucking prison. Immigration detention is a civil matter. It's not a criminal matter. It should not be treated like, well, you're in prison now while we decide your asylum claim. Like, we're not talking about Trump's bad hombres in MS-13 and shit. We're talking about people who in some cases are already, like, already have a green card or people who have very legitimate asylum claims that they're probably going to win. And there was a time when if you made an asylum claim and it was pretty obvious that we were going to grant you asylum, you would just be allowed to leave and then come back to that court date where we go, yep, you should be here. But now we hold these people in detention centers and force them to work under brutal conditions. What is that? I mean... I mean, it's a brilliant business model. It's it's it, it absolutely if you have is. no soul. And the fact that I I know there are also people out there that would hear the fact that these detainees are paid a dollar to four dollars a day and are like, well, that's not slavery. They're getting paid. They're getting paid cents an hour. This is sub illegal immigration wages. Also, if you don't quote volunteer and air quote to work. You don't get to really yeah. live in it's it's bad. Saying we'll get to it. Condition. Yeah, they they threaten detained immigrants who refuse to work with serious harm, including the deprivation of privacy and safety in open living quarters. We'll explain more what that means in a bit. Referral for criminal prosecution, and ultimately, the sensory and psychological deprivation of their humanity resulting from solitary confinement. That's Fun all. Times. That's all verbatim from this lawsuit that was filed. And it's, where's the lawsuit at? It's on Southern Poverty Law Center's website. And. SOPA laws. What? SOPA laws. That's what I call it. Yeah, yeah that's a good. They should, do, they should make t shirts. Hashtag SOPA law. Yeah. <laughs> Finding a silver lining that doesn't exist. <laughs> so basically. They call it a voluntary work program, but if you don't work, there are ramifications for that, and they are very severe, severe 
sometimes including fucking solitary confinement, which is brutal. Like, that's what you do to already hardened criminals who are in prison who act up further. That's how we punish them. And now we're also punishing people here seeking asylum who are probably going to be granted asylum. We treat them the same way as prisoners. And it's fucking horrifying. The main detention center in question in this lawsuit is called Stewart Detention Center. And they use immigrant detainees to, quote, mop, sweep, and wax floors, scrub toilets and showers, wash dishes, do laundry, clean medical facilities, and cook and prepare food and beverages for the nearly 2,000 detainees at the facility. So, in other words, they're using the detainees to keep the facility. They're running. everything except the guards. And in one of right. the things I read, they're even like mechanics. Yeah, yeah. They have, there's a whole list of jobs. And it, you're right, it's pretty much everything but guard. And this is all being done for $1 to $4 per day. Which that money essentially goes right back to the corporation. Right. Because they have to use that money to buy overpriced phone cards. Yeah. Make phone calls to loved ones. So under no circumstances does what they're being paid even approach federal minimum wage, which is seven twenty five an hour. And it's even less than if they're technically what is it? Are they whatever the government standard is for contracts, like the pay is supposed to be even higher. Right. They if you work a twelve hour shift which earns you eight dollars a day, that's considered working a double shift, you are making point six 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 dollars an hour, which seems that makes wildly sense. appropriate. Mm -hmm. So sixty six cents an hour, sixty seven cents if you want to round up. If you want to throw two more cents on an hour, that's not even sixty nine. But no, Adam, come on, an inappropriate time woo, woo, to bring woo, up such woo. a funny, such a funny. Yeah, thing. I cannot laugh. Oh man, is the, I didn't hear that. Is the sound effect board working? Oh, you didn't hear it. I got nothing. <laughs> I don't care. But yeah, sixty-seven cents an hour, which that at those wages, I don't think even illegal immigrants coming to this country would arrive at their local farm and hear, "All right, I'll give you sixty-seven cents an hour." Motherfuckers would hightail it back to where they came yeah. here from. Like even illegal immigrants would not work for these wages. It's well, I insane. Add that thought. Depending on what's being portrayed in the media in other countries, will it get bad enough that people will just stop coming here because the U.S. will seem worse than their current shit positions? Well, that actually has happened in the Stewart facility. There's one. One of the plaintiffs. His name is. Shawal Bahmed, he was detained at Stewart from August 2017 to February 2018, citizen of Bangladesh, gave up his asylum claim and returned home due to poor living conditions at Stewart. And I think that is a tactic a lot of countries use. If you look into immigrants who are fleeing the Middle East and ending up in France, there's a migrant camp there called the Calais Migrant Camp which sounds very fancy and plush. Yeah, they get uh, baguettes and tea every morning. Yeah, it's basically a tent city that was sent up, set up in the middle of a huge patch of mud. I think it might have been burned down at one point, and it might not even still be standing. But you, if you read stories about that, you hear about all these people who are fleeing these war-torn countries 
for their own safety and then ending up in France and they're stuck in this Calais camp and they're like, fuck it, I'm just going to go back to Afghanistan. Like, at least I had a bed there. And it's insane. Like, these aren't criminals. These are people seeking asylum. These are refugees. You don't treat them like criminals. That's not how this country is supposed to operate. They are not criminals. It is, there's no way to seek asylum without illegally crossing the border. There's no way to seek asylum without already being in that country. So anyone who makes the argument, why don't they seek asylum before they come to the country? You fucking can't. You have to cross the border and be in that country and then throw your arms up and go, hey, I'm seeking asylum. Let's talk about it. And there was a time where we would review that when you came across the border and we'd go, all right, you're lying and we're going to send you back to where you're, you're from. Or, yeah, we agree. You probably do deserve asylum and we're probably going to give it to you. So here's a court date. Come back and we'll talk about it. And now under both circumstances, we're just like, let's send you to a detention center for an untold period of time. Air quotes, detention center. Right. And we'll figure it out then. And in the meantime, we will force you to work for very little money if you still want to have contact with your loved ones or be able to take a shower or wash your hair or brush your teeth. It's fucking inhumane. So that's one of the... There's three plaintiffs listed by name in this lawsuit, but it actually covers something like 100 different complaints. One of the other plaintiffs, William Hill Barrientos... He's currently detained at Stewart and has been since 2015. What the fuck were we doing in 2015? He is a Guatemalan citizen seeking asylum in the United States, currently a kitchen worker on the voluntary work program. Air quotes. <clears throat> yeah. Makes $1 to $4 per day. When he's asked to work 12 hours in a day, he's paid $8. And there's also Margarito Velasquez Galicia. He's currently detained at Stewart since January. Citizen of Mexico, but his wife and children are U.S. citizens. So I feel like we're probably going to give that guy asylum or whatever he's seeking at some point. Like, that's how immigration works. Like, if your family's here, unless this guy is some sort of criminal, in which case I assume he would be in a jail, then just fucking let this guy have a court date and let him fuck yeah. out instead of forcing him to work for a dollar a day. It's insane. Um, I read a thing, too, about how <laughs> there's actually <laughs> in San Diego... Uh, I forget the exact name of the government organization, but their memo basically said they have to divert resources from handling drug smuggling cases at the border to deal with all this petty immigration stuff. Oh, yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. Fucking ridiculous. But it's good for that side in terms of the immigration argument for drugs to keep coming across the border. Because then they can go, look, drugs are coming across the border and we got to do something to stop it. Fucking stupid. Yeah. So immigrants who are detained at Stewart are basically subjected to prison conditions. And this, like we said earlier, is despite immigration violations being civil violations and not criminal violations. And many of these people are green card holders or people with no criminal records at all. According to Dora Schriero, Scryro, geez, that name, S-C-H-R-I-R-O, former head of ICE's Office of Detention Policy and Planning, most detained immigrants are held systematically and unnecessarily under punitive circumstances inappropriate for immigration detention's non-criminal purposes. 
So that's the former, the woman who used to run all of this for ICE saying, we treat immigrants as criminals. And oftentimes we're talking people who aren't criminals, have no criminal record, do have a legitimate claim for wanting to be allowed into the United States. And we still treat them like criminals. Not the Michael Jackson smooth criminal either, like the the prison criminals. Bad criminal. The Fiona Apple criminal. The Michael Jackson touching Craig criminal, not the... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Good pull. So she also says detained immigrants are frequently subjected to punitive and long-term solitary confinement, inadequate medical care, sexual and physical assault. Hashtag America. Lack of access to counsel and other harsh conditions of confinement, all without a right to a speedy trial, a jury, a government-appointed lawyer, or a duly entered conviction. So this basically is Guantanamo Bay. That's what we do with Guantanamo Bay. There's people in Guantanamo Bay who are probably going to have their cases heard in like 2019 who've been there since 2001, and we just fucking keep them there without any of the things normally accorded to an American citizen. But here's the thing. They're not American citizens, and the people being held in these detention centers aren't American citizens. So we get a little more leeway to treat them like shit. What's the math on the cost per prisoner per year at Gitmo? Isn't it something insane, like a million dollars a person? Yeah, it is. I don't remember like what it averages what out the to. exact number is, but it's it is an very, insane very amount of money. Because that facility is so big, and there's like 20 people in it. Yeah. And they have to keep it running still, even though there's just you know barely any people there. And I mean, they don't have to keep it running. I'm saying they have to like to keep it open as the government mandates. But they could just shut it down. Thanks, Obama. So let's talk about what Core Civic is making off of this deprivation scheme. Because I think it really drives home how much of a fucking swindle this argument about immigration reform really is when it's clearly just a thing to pay off private prisons, which were very much falling out of favor at the end of the Obama administration. People are moving more toward like home confinement. People and, are smartening up to the, right. to the con. So private prisons need to be filled with something. So now we're filling them with not even illegal immigrants, no. man. And they lock in these government contracts where the government's required to pay for X amount of beds at a time or keep them filled yeah. at a certain capacity, which means people that would otherwise be let go are just like, ah, we got to hold you here to make numbers. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of that, this is also this is all from this lawsuit, the Southern Poverty Law Center lawsuit. Sopa Law. Uh, Immigration detention expanded roughly eightfold over the past two decades from a capacity of 5,532 detention beds in 1994 to a current capacity of over 41,000 beds. I guarantee you that's more beds than we have available for inpatient mental health in this country. But different podcast. And during the same time period, companies like CoreCivic have spent tens of millions of dollars on lobbying efforts, which is true. If you look into, if you follow the money in immigration reform and look at some of the people who are lobbying for this hardline approach to it, it's a lot of private prisons and a lot of people working on behalf of private prisons. Who, and those prisons have money to spend because they currently... Because they make a fucking killing detaining immigrants. Yeah. See, that's the thing with the Hitler comparisons. If you're waiting for people to start dying... They're already dying, man. Well, even the, but even if it's not slaughtering millions of Central Americans in detention camps, is it better if we just hold 
untold numbers of Central Americans in detention camps for untold numbers of years while they do basically slave labor on our behalf? Is that is that is that not still some Hitler shit, even if they're not getting gassed in showers? Like, I don't get where people what needs to happen for people to go. Yeah, this is some Nazi shit. Like, you don't wait for it to be six million people killed. You make those comparisons early. I mean, I think what it needs for those people to change is that it has to directly affect their lives, which will be many, many steps from now before they come right. for them. Yeah. So Core Civics 2017 revenues were approximately $1.765 billion. Fuck me. I said $1.8 billion earlier. I lied. Oh, you fucking lying sack of shit. Now you're flip-flopping and saying flip just $1.765 billion. Detention centers for which CoreCivic designated ICE as its primary customer accounted for 25% of their total revenues in 2017. 441 million, baby. $441 million detaining immigrants. And that is taxpayer money that was paid by ICE to this facility. It's a lot of mustard on that hot dog. Yeah. We need to get some of the mustard off this fucking hot dog. There are nearly 2,000 beds at Stewart, which makes it one of the largest immigration detention centers in the nation. During 2017, more deportation proceedings began in Stewart than any other immigration detention center in the country. Because here's a, you hear immigration detention center in Georgia, and I think a lot of people's immediate thought goes to, where the fuck are illegal immigrants coming into Georgia from? They're not. It's almost they're like crossing the border and they're getting shipped off to various camps around like the nation. Yeah, it's almost like they're uh, strategically placed there to be at the most inconvenient place for their family to be able to reach out and find them possible. That is exactly the case at this place. Basically, Stewart is two and a half hours from Atlanta, Stewart County, which is where the Stewart Detention Center is. So it's very hard to reach. And if you do go there to visit someone detained... You're visiting under prison conditions. They keep you se- just like what you see in movies. No when conjugal gets, visits, no physical contact. No it's, physical contact. It's through the glass, on the phone, just yep. like prisoners, which is bonkers. That is not how this shit should work. And a lot of prisoners actually have better conditions than that. Yeah. So ICE, this is the really crazy part. And this is the part that I think no matter what side of the immigration debate you fall on, you should be outraged by this part. ICE pays the county where Stewart's located, which is Stewart County, $62.03 per detained immigrant per day. However, under their agreement, Stewart County keeps 85 cents of that money and all the rest goes to Core Civic. So in... 2016, Core Civic's revenue from Stewart was approximately $38 million. By contrast, the county of Stewart received $589,000. Well, I'm sure the people of Stewart County are doing fine and don't need that money for anything. Actually, Chet, Stewart County has the highest poverty rate among all Georgia counties. Wow. Didn't see that one coming. And now, this big prison facility that could be employing hundreds or thousands of them is using immigrant labor at very low wages, sub, sub-living condition wages, instead of sharing this money and these jobs with the people in Boost the community. the local economy. Yeah. 
so basically that that's kind of the crux of this lawsuit is that one of the reasons Stuart is able to make the profits that they do is they don't go out into the community and have to pay fair wages. They don't have to pay taxes. They're, they're paying no fed. They're not paying into Medicare. They're paying none of the taxes that you would expect a place like this to pay because all of their labor comes from the people they're detaining. And when you're talking about... It's almost as if it's a labor camp. Just like a labor camp. Well, hey, let's not call that what it is until they're making weapons for a war. Right, and they're getting paid, Chet, so that's not labor. And it's voluntary, don't forget that. So the population of Stewart County is roughly 5,900. Nearly 40% of families live below the poverty line. The average unemployment as of February 2018 was 5.3%, which is 1.2% higher than the national average. Median family family income, $20,882. This blows my goddamn mind. 100% of children in Stewart County are reportedly eligible for free lunch. So this is when Trump basically campaigned on the idea that I'm going to help these rural areas that have been ignored forever. This is one of those areas. And his immigration policy dictates that instead of you getting the jobs that should be offered to maintain a facility like this, you get none of that. You get none of the tax benefit, nothing. So how do you justify supporting that? I don't know how on any side... Like, I know the left wouldn't support what the fuck's happening here, but how on the right, if your whole thing was, oh, Trump's finally speaking up for us, we're the underrepresented rural types, why aren't you up in arms, would be my question. Okay. I, I felt like you were going to say something because you put oh, your I phone get a, I'll think. Well, $20,000 a year for as a median family income, not a single person, a family income. Right. Now, but if you're a immigrant in one of these camps... And you work 365 days a year at let's let's be liberal with this and say four dollars a day, not a dollar a day. Right. That's fourteen hundred sixty dollars a year. No days off, eight hours a day, three hundred and sixty-five days a year. That's still six point nine percent, true story, of what the average median family income is in that town. So that's how shittily they're paid. Yeah. Yeah. So also this 69. is sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear it that time? No, I heard nothing. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But I feel like a lot of people should be up in arms about that. I mean, but here's the thing. I don't want those people to have these jobs because this detention center shouldn't exist. True. This should not be the process. But if you're on the side that does support this process, you should at least be mad about this part because it is literally what you've been arguing about immigrants this whole time is that they come to this country and they take your jobs. In this case, they're not coming to this country to take your jobs. They're coming to this country and being given your jobs because the facility that's in your county doesn't want to share that money with you. They just want to get rich. And this is one facility that this company runs. They run these facilities all over the country. This just happens to be the biggest. So this is probably a story that's being repeated in very small communities all over the country where ostensibly a lot of people probably support immigration reform and probably support it on the grounds that it's taking jobs. So fucking argue for these jobs. 
criticize your side at least once in your fucking life. But that won't happen. Is there anybody, is there any Trump supporter that isn't making six figures and like making, getting tax benefits? That life is actually better, aside from like emotionally feeling better and like getting to be on Facebook and be like, my side, blah, blah, blah. Like, is there anybody that like is truly benefiting? That's what I, I one of the many things I don't get. Like, yeah. How is your life better? Yeah, I have no idea because I'm not one of those people, but I can't see how it would be. But yeah, even then that argument, like I feel weird making that argument like, hey, get mad about how these jobs should be going to you because these jobs shouldn't exist. Truth. But while they exist and while you're on the side supporting them, fucking get mad about the fact that you're not getting these jobs. That's all I'm saying. Have some goddamn backbone. Anyway, so under this program, this basically company store program where you work all day and then you give your money back to the company so they can give you the things you need to live, the money Stuart earns from this are, is supposed to go to basic welfare of the detainees and making sure that they're living under reasonable conditions. Here are some of the living conditions reported in this lawsuit. Uh, Stewart fails to provide basic hygienic products such as toilet paper, soap, lotion, and toothpaste promptly or at all when detainees run out of them. Officers instruct detained immigrants to buy these necessities from the commissary when they're out. Stewart stores, quote, spoiled, wilted, and moldy produce and other food in kitchen refrigerators, as well as food past its expiration date, including expired frozen food, including meat and thawing meat without labels indicating when it had be begun thawing or the date by which it must be used. And there's also a big focus, like we mentioned earlier, on preventing detainees from contacting their families. Like we said, Stuart is in the middle of nowhere. There are no contact visits. And on top of all that, Talton Communications, the company that provides Stuart's phone service, is also the only way for detained immigrants to talk to well, that's not a monopoly. their families. No. And it is obviously a monopoly, and they take full advantage of it by charging excessively high rates for detained immigrants to make phone calls. And again, the only way to get these cards to make these phone calls is through this voluntary work program. So it's voluntary, but only if you don't mind never talking to your family for the entirety of your stay at Stewart Detention Center. And also, detainees who refuse to work face disciplinary segregation, criminal prosecution, downgraded housing, and or revocation of access to the commissary. An Office of the Inspector General report expressed concerns about a lack of professionalism and inappropriate treatment by detention center staff, which fostered a culture of disrespect and disregard for detainees' basic rights, including one detainee in June 2017 was held in solitary confinement for 30 days for trying to get other detainees to participate in a work stoppage, which... That's basic organizing shit. I want that guy for president. Yeah, I mean, that's what, if you're working under brutal conditions, you fucking do a work stoppage until you fucking get your way. You don't work. That's well, in a way he got his way. Somebody's going to make it that joke. <laughs> but that's a really basic thing we've been doing in this country for a long time, is allowing people to fucking protest when they're working under unbearable conditions. Yeah. And this guy got thrown in solitary confinement for 30 days Are for you pro-union or anti-union? I'm very general. much pro-union. Yeah, unions need to be more of a thing, if you ask me. Unions are why wages 
stopped going up. Like we gutted labor unions in this country and now most workers have no one to advocate for them. Yep. And they undercut each other to get jobs. Yep. Really bad times. Also, detained immigrants who agree to work get private two-person pods with a shared bathroom. If they refuse to work, they're threatened with being moved to general population, which in Stewart is referred to as... The chicken coop. The chicken coop. I did the bird sound effect there. The chicken coop houses up to 66 people in 33 bunk beds. No privacy. This part is really crazy to me. Lights are on day and night in these general like population Seinfeld where they have the chicken thing next to Kramer's apartment just like it just it's exactly yeah. like that and yeah so people have to like fold socks over their eyes just to be able to sleep there's one bathroom per chicken coop which is usually disgusting because these are the people who don't want to work for a dollar a day they don't feel like they should have to work for a dollar a day and they're right but because they make that decision, they get put in a even scarier part of this detention center with deplorable living conditions. Well, it's almost as if the president refers to these people as animals, so it's acceptable oh, yeah. to call it the chicken coop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the showers in the chicken coop are not temperature controlled and provide only extremely hot water. Which, which doesn't even make sense. I know. You would think You would think it would be cold water because that saves money. Right. It's almost as if only hot water is to make the living conditions as abusive and impossible yeah. as one can make them. Yeah, it would be more expensive for it to be just hot water because that implies it's running through a water heater of some yeah. kind. Weird. Odd. I wonder what that's all about. And it's often the site of just full-on violence between detainees as any situation where you pack that many people into living quarters. It's gonna fucking happen so wasn't there a thing about like people that are exposed to 24 hours of light like lose their mind it's like white people in alaska are fucking crazy yeah yeah there's a fucking al pacino movie about it man so yeah this is a really interesting read the rest of the lawsuit is just kind of that they do tell some of the stories about what these particular detainees named in the lawsuit went through one of them was woken up at 2 a.m. and told he needed to get up and work at that moment. And he was supposed to work at 10 a.m. And he was like, I don't want, I want to work at 10 a.m. when I was supposed to. I don't want to get up. And they were like, all right, pack up your shit. We're moving you out to the chicken coop. And so he was like, all right, fine, I'll work at 2 a.m. And he probably had to keep working when 10 a.m. passed. And Gotta make that sweet $8. Yeah. And it's like, that's not humane. That's not how people should be treated under any fucking not circumstances. Not even how chickens should be treated. Yeah. It's like a shitty chicken coop if you're a chicken, let alone a human. <laughs> and there's, there's something in this story that every side should be outraged about. You should be outraged about the whole fucking thing. But no matter what side of the immigration debate you land on, something about this story should upset you. And if it doesn't, you have no actual fucking principles. And by the way, if you're a Trump supporter and you're like, why the fuck weren't you upset about this under Obama or Bush or Clinton or Ray or whoever the fuck? We are upset. <laughs> yeah, we're upset. But stop doing the whataboutism. What about this person? What about that? It's wrong regardless. And now we have a president that is essentially proud and bragging about these types of things. Well, that's the thing. If Obama got up in front of the country and... Uh, 
called illegal immigrants animals and said all of the things Trump says and uses the rhetoric Trump said, people would have been upset about it. It's like, why don't you be more secretive about your Nazi shit? Like, I hate to make that argument, but yeah. Like, what you're doing is actually just exposing the fact that the country has been on a downward trajectory for a very long time in regards to this issue and that you have the wrong fucking solution for it. What your argument is... The wrong is, fucking ultimate solution, <laughs> one might say. Like, what your argument is, is, oh, well, conditions have been deplorable for years and you didn't say anything, so why change them now? Nope. That's not how uncovering a scandal fucking works, pal. Once it becomes this big of an issue, it's time to fucking fix it. It doesn't matter who's in office. I will certainly talk poorly of Barack Obama for his immigration detention policies. I have no goddamn problem criticizing Obama, but criticizing Obama doesn't fix the problem because it is now a Trump problem. And that's why we bring it up in relation to Trump. And if you agree it was a bad thing under Obama, then you, you should, should also agree, agree it was a bad, a bad thing, thing under Trump. And yeah, the well it was happening under that's not a that is not a counter argument to any of this. The only response to, oh, well, it was happening under... Whoop, yep, it was bad, too. It was bad then. It's bad now. We need to fucking stop it and start treating these people as people. That's all we want. Human beings. All we want. Just don't treat them like criminals. Don't force them to fucking work for a dollar a day or $4 a day. Don't separate them from their kids at the border. Don't send their kids to... We didn't have time to include it in this episode, but there is a nationwide system of DHHS foster homes, which are also a fucking nightmare. Sneaking their kids on... What, what was it? American Airlines put out a thing that, like, told the government to stop using their airlines for transporting kids and yeah. shit. Yeah, so there's it's a scandalous time for the American government. And if you don't accept that as fact, you are on the side of the scandal. <clears throat> this does seem like the first issue that no amount of lying Trump can do can get people to, like, back down where he's actually having to... We'll see what the things he's signed actually make a difference, but he's having to, like, back down on some level. Yeah, I, I just feel like it's not going to end well. No, absolutely not. And this is uh, just another example of how it's not – it's already not ending well. Well, we can talk about how um, – and we touched on briefly, like, with the contracts the government has with these for-profit prisons, the con some of the contracts uh, specify you have to keep, like, 35,000 beds or however many thousand beds occupied at all times. Right. And that's a real – that's an insane – yeah, whether you're talking immigration or private prisons, that's insane. And that, that because similar things happen in private prisons too where or we keep people to meet quotas and numbers. Yeah. If you're talking private prisons, what it's saying is you need a you need to maintain a sufficient level of crime in your country. X percent of your population needs to be criminal. Needs to be criminal so we can keep these beds filled. And now that that's becoming unrealistic, we're rounding up immigrants, some who have been here for decades already and have been living and contributing to society just like any of us. And so now we're rounding them up and going, okay, well, we'll put them in those beds and we'll really criminalize the act of coming to the United States seeking asylum. So then we can justify calling them criminals and putting them in those beds. I forget who tweeted it, but somebody made a good point that statistically speaking, a member of Jared Kushner's 
uh, family is more likely to commit a crime than any illegal immigrant. Yeah, why is that? Because his family has the history of being incriminated for all of their awful things. Oh, yeah. Fuck him. So, that's the episode. Good times, America. A politics news podcast. Good luck, America. A news and politics podcast. Very good. Oh, I'm on airplane mode. I was going to play a song. No, you don't need to do... You don't need to play any Harvey Danger songs. We're good. Well, at least you said songs this time. Yeah, they've got the one. Man, maybe I'll... I didn't talk to Danger about this. Maybe he'll let me be a, a lyric contributor to Countless Thousands. I could write some some words, some some tasty words for some pod tunes. Maybe you could get a horn section in that band for a change. I mean, that's going to be in my rider. <laughs> I'll only play shows where I'm backed by a horn section. All right. We should get the fuck out of here. What do we have to plug? Patreon.com slash unpops. $5 yeah. a month. You get all kinds of bonus episodes. And you get all of our podcasts in one easy-to-use RSS feed. I pay can... $10 a month just because. Yeah. You can pay more. Well, we're going to get back to live streaming really soon now that we have the studio all set up. I just have to make sure the internet is robust enough for it. Otherwise, I'll have to get separate internet up here. Got Fun. live shows coming up? Uh, I have one... July, yeah, my phone's on airplane mode, too. I have a couple in July. Are there any check, live on pop shows? Check the website. There is a live What in the World this Saturday at the Hollywood Hotel. Me, Quincy Johnson, and a bunch of comics who've done comedy out of the country will be on hand. Nice. Should be good times. Wait, what's comics out of the country? Explain. What do you mean? Like, like who've done comedy overseas. Oh. That's all. I've done comedy overseas. Oh, well, come be on the podcast. Okay. Cool. Is that what it's about, doing stand-up overseas? Oh, I did stand-up in Oslo, Norway. Yeah. So Chet Wilde's going to be on that podcast. Sure, why not? Good times. After my audition with Countless Thousands, busy day Saturday. Yeah, I hope you're still a comic after that. You might just be a full-time drummer. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. And uh, yeah, I got some other shows. I'll put them up on the website on pops.com slash shows or tour. Put you on the spot, but I feel like we should go on tour again. I had a lot of fun in May. I think we should go on tour again. We will. People demand it. We will at some point. I have to get 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 my what's tour South America. Get settled again here. Central America. See what's going on. Chat. What do you have to plug? Just our future tour of Central America. Okay. Before you moved to Detroit, check out me and Chet in Guatemala. Fuck yeah. We're gonna be headlining all the biggest comedy clubs in Guatemala, Watcast. Venezuela, Colombia, all those places. All right, let's get no. the fuck out I planned of on recording here. two pods today. We only recorded one pod. I set aside time for two. I'm not going anywhere. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Why, Adam? We got to be more upbeat. This depresses people. <laughs>